0: Welcome to a brand new shiny episode of Too Much Time on Our Hands: The Theatrical Cut. We've been away for a while, but we're finally back. As ever, I'm Terry, and as always, I'm joined by Sonia. Hi, Sonia. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm okay. What have you been doing in the sixteen years since we last recorded a pod?
1: Sitting and looking at the wall.
0: Good wall, though. Good wall.
1: Is do you think so? Yes, yeah, a
0: lovely wall. Um, (laughs) so hopefully you've all enjoyed the Quentin Tarantino podcast I'm sure you've realised that was recorded some time ago based on how we were talking about Quentin Tarantino's upcoming film as being months away, not (laughs) a week and a half Yeah. Um, and we hope you enjoyed the new theme tune done by Max so thank you very much for Max and then also you may have seen our new avatar is that what you call those things, the little pictures our little picture Uh, logo thanks to Jess for that one as well So we're going to mix up what we've been doing, so we're going to stick to the time-honoured fashion of buy, watch and bin for our films. And we're we're going to do away with talking about every film we've ever watched, because especially if we did it today with, what, six months' worth of films (laughs) to catch up on, we could be here quite some time. So we're just going to crack on with the topic, which this week has been chosen by a film that we've seen previously due to an unlimited screening, a secret unlimited screening, no less. But by the time this comes out, you should hopefully have at least be aware of it. Is the film *Crawl*, which is is *Crawl* alligators or is it?
1: It's alligators. It's
0: alligators. So our topic for the week is crocodiles slash alligators. But we'll start with *Crawl*. What did you think of *Crawl*, Sonia?
1: I really liked *Crawl*. Um, I'm going to give you a little uh, rundown of the film *Crawl* and what it's about. Um, there's a girl called Haley. Yeah, Haley, who's a swimmer. Luckily. Yeah. Who? goes to check on her dad so there's a hurricane and she goes to check on her dad to make sure he's okay so she's, she's not allowed to drive everyone's been told to sort of basically get indoors and stay safe but she goes against um, those instructions and she drives to her dad's um, finds out police
0: officer as well, didn't yeah
1: finds out that her dad's trapped in his own basement the house is flooding uh, they both become trapped and the house fills up with alligators I mean why yeah. wouldn't it why I mean, it is next
0: to a gator swamp, just um, for, for context. It's not in the middle of New York City or something <laughs> like that.
1: Um, but they're, they're trapped in a house, with some uh, flooding house, with some alligators. And Hayley is trying to rescue her dad, basically.
0: I mean, it could have been called Gators in a House, really, couldn't it? And In the Snakes on a Plane vibe.
1: It could have been, yeah. Um, I quite liked it. I liked the fact, um, well, for a start, so it was a secret screening. First of all, and Terry and I saw it separately, but we be- did both predict that it would be cruel. I thought cruel, it would be cruel, yeah. Although secret. So I went to see it with my mum, which makes it even funnier. Uh, my mum and I were both sitting there, fingers crossed, hoping for Hobbs and Shaw, knowing full well that it wouldn't be Hobbs and Shaw. When Cruel came up, I just turned to my mum and went, oh, I don't think you're going to like this. And at the end of it, she just said, well, that's done nothing for my blood pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I really liked it, I thought it was solid film, I thought it was decently acted, I thought the alligators looked very good, and I thought it had loads of really good jump scenes Yeah, There's
0: quite a few bits I didn't see coming, there's a few things that you were expecting to happen that didn't, and a few things that you weren't expecting and they did happen, but yeah, the alligators themselves I thought looked really convincing. Yeah,
1: really good, Um, really big. Um, What I will say about it... um, and I, d- I don't know what um, what the situation was at your screening was. It's easily the biggest number of walkouts I've seen at a secret screening.
0: Um, no, I would say I got more at oh I don't know the Hate You Give. That oh really? Quite, that had quite a lot of initial walkouts. This one yeah, had yeah. the most continuous walkouts. Yeah. So we had walkouts when it came up, walkouts when it became apparent there were croc alligators in it. There was an old couple in front of us, and they kept looking at each other like, "Is it now? Do we go now? Do we go now?" And they ended up going about an hour in. Which, if you've gone an hour, you might as well stay because it's, it's
1: only about an hour and a half. It's not it? a long film, and
0: you've already—I think most of the big jumps you've already had by an hour in. But you yeah, know, there was a lot. By the end of it, there wasn't many people in there.
1: We had we had people. You so say you had the initial. The the title comes up on the screen.
0: Phones big, come out.
1: Big portion of people walk out. Then you see all these faces lit up by their phone screens as they're trying to work out what the film crawl is and then you get another chunk of walkouts and similar to you we have people walking out up to over an hour into the mm. film which i couldn't fathom um i, I really couldn't fathom it I, if, if is it a horror film uh, it's I a would, tricky one it it's would, a creature feature. it would probably be categorized as horror mm. if you were to go and buy it in a dvd oh, yeah, shop yeah, yeah. um but yeah, the walkouts, I couldn't understand at all. I th- I was really pleased with it as a secret screening, as an unlimited screening. It's a film that I probably would have gone to see anyway. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, I, th- I thought it was nice. It was nice to see something different.
0: Yeah, there was some proper sort of grimacing. Like there's like some body injuries that are quite fucking grim, which uh-huh. I quite enjoyed. It's directed by... Alexander Ayer, who did the, the Hills of Eyes remake that I really really liked, so and Piranha Three Double D, which I also really like for different reasons. Well, yeah. um, but no, I thought it was really good. Like you say, it was just that like, a nice ratcheting of terror because like, at first they're in a basement and there's alligators, and then the water slowly slowly mm. rises until the point where they're like completely underwater. They're hidden only by pipes. The alligators are getting bigger and bigger, and yeah, I just very claustrophobic because it's just set in that basement and in that house and
1: underwater
0: yeah and underwater she holds her breath for a very long time Well oh, she's a swimmer she is indeed
1: um, well there are little flashbacks aren't there of when she's younger and she's yeah. trying to hold her breath. and her, her dad shouting at
0: her to get her to swim faster
1: um, so yeah nice bit of uh, father-daughter bonding yeah. going on as well um, but yeah like Terry said but we got to see it early because uh, it was an unlimited screening by the time this episode reaches you It will have been out for a couple of days. Yeah, so I would 100% say go and check it out, unless you really hate alligators, or you're
0: of a weak disposition.
1: Yeah. If you don't like being, or you're my mum. If you don't don't like jumping
0: and you don't like being on the edge of your seat waiting for an alligator (laughs) to jump out of something and snap at you, then probably not the film for you.
1: No. Okay, so before we get into our buy-watch bin. I thought we'd do a little bit of uh, what's the difference between crocodiles and alligators. I thought that might be quite. Fucking hell, you
0: sprung this on me. Um, this, so I didn't do any It's not research. a quiz.
1: It's not a quiz. I just thought I would do it because personally, I didn't know what the difference was between crocodiles and alligators. Do you?
0: Gators get bigger, don't they?
1: Well, no. <laughs> so. <Sorry. Damn. laughs> um, and no points to Terry. So as we said the film crawl focuses on alligators. Terry and I decided to look at crocodile and alligator films the two um animals do very often get confused mm-hmm. and the names for which are you use- are interchangeable apparently. So people say alligators actually for crocodiles yeah. and vice versa. So, um, alligators have rounded noses, whereas crocodiles have more of a pointed nose. Okay. And that affects uh, what they eat. I think alligators are able to crush hard-shelled things. Mm. Um, That's probably quite a dull fact for the pod. Um, Crocodiles' teeth uh, are exposed all the way along. Okay. So, you know, when you see the pictures of all the jagged teeth, that's probably a crocodile because the snouts are different shapes, alligators only their top teeth show because their bottom teeth tuck under their uh, biggest So they probably have better teeth things; they're
0: not exposed.
1: Uh, not necessarily. Are I mean, they
0: like region based or is it like alligators live how here? Much,
1: how much do you think I've done? I've, I've literally got three points here okay. that I wanted to talk about. You could have done your own research on this, you've only had like, what, six months? <laughs> um, but crocodiles are generally bigger
0: crocodiles are bigger so
1: apparently they can grow up to 5.8 meters and they are a light green or brown in color whereas alligators um, tend to grow up to three and a half meters when you Um, still want to bump into one would you? no so that would be um, like my height doubled plus a little bit more yeah Um,
0: I think that's my measurements I'm I'm like 1.9 meters
1: so you would be a very big alligator yeah yeah or a very stumpy crocodile um but alligators are more like a black blacky gray color mm. um and they're my what's the difference between crocodiles and alligator facts for you so if you're out and about and you see one you should be able to tell the difference now
0: yeah just look for a rounded snout. unless it's a crocodile that's been in a fight and had a strange punch
1: true yeah or a crocodile that's had some teeth knocked out you might confuse it for an alligator yeah yeah or a crocodile with a tan anyway i don't think
0: we've cleared this any in any way any clearer.
1: so what what did we decide we're going to do the ordering by watch bin
0: i think so yes
1: so terry and i have decided we've scrapped off snog maria void um because apparently lots of people do that and we're going with by watch bin <laughs> which so, is
0: completely um, different
1: <laughs> very very different um essentially of Of the Crocodile and Alligator films that we've watched, which one would we like to have as part of our collection? Which one is worth a watch, and probably that's all, and which one would we throw in the fucking bin? We wouldn't even take it to Kex for our 1P trading. We would
0: incinerate it so no one else had to watch it.
1: Um, Who's going to go first?
0: You go first. You've got your notes now.
1: Yeah, I have. So I'm going to go for my buy, um, and it's not the film I thought I was going to go for. Uh, It's the film Rogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, that came out in two thousand and seven. Is it and as old as that? It's as old as that. Yeah. If you'd have done your research, because I know what film you're going to. Oh, I know. I know. You should thing. know it came out in two thousand and seven. Um, the the baddie in the film Rogue is a crocodile. <laughs> um, I like the film Rogue first of all because it comes in at a very trim ninety nine minutes, um, and I like that a lot. So um, Rogue is set in Australia. What you've got is a group of tourists that go out on a boat trip, um, and essentially their boat gets overturned by this massive crocodile, and they are trapped on a mud island, and they have to work together um to try and save save themselves uh from from the crocodile attack. And as the longer they're trapped on the island, the water's rising, so they've got less and less space to keep themselves safe as they try and get away from this crocodile um i don't know if i'm saying her name right R- rada. rada mitchell yeah. um plays kate who who owns the boat she does the tours she's only ever she's never left that area she grew up there she's never like traveled anywhere else and she just does these tours and she seems very passionate and she seems very calm around the crocodiles and um, she seems tightly confident in the fact that they're not going to be attacked because her boat is bigger than a crocodile and they don't attack things that are bigger than them, apparently. Um, and you've got a couple of other guys on the boat. So she kind of makes... She gets on well with everyone on the boat because I think she's a good tour leader. But so there's a guy called Pete, um, who's a travel journalist, I think, which is why he's there. And he's played by Michael Vartan, who I recognised... But I, I couldn't place him. He's in Alias. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's no. the big thing that he's been from. And it's also got, um, it's got Sam, Sam Worthington yeah. in it as well, who's like the this big face. This would have been pre-Avatar, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, <clears throat> would it? Would have When did Avatar come out?
0: I think it might have been like made before Avatar, but released after Avatar.
1: Possibly, but obviously, we recognise him from. He's been in one of the Terminate films, hasn't yeah. he? Everest Salvation. and, and Hacksaw Ridge as well. Um, Everest and Hacksaw Ridge, especially. Yeah, Avatar films, was 2009. Anyway, um, I I thought this was really enjoyable. I liked the group of people; they were all very ordinary. I especially liked the lead female. Uh, I thought she was believable in her role. I I just found it enjoyable. You know, I just found it enjoyable. It wasn't a a big Hollywood film. I liked the cast of characters. I liked the way things looked. Um, There was a bit of a naff scene at the start where you kind of get an idea of um, how big the crocodiles are. because It shows a bit of footage of a crocodile attacking another animal, but that looked a bit naff but there are some scenes in, in a bar at the start where you've got the Pete character, the, uh, the journalist in this bar looking at photographs on the wall mm. of crocodiles and people that have been attacked by crocodiles. And they're all real pictures because it's loosely, it's sort of inspired by a true story of a massive crocodile that attacked some people between 1974 and 1979. It was eventually captured um and it were that measured 5.1 meters that one um quite the recurring
0: theme isn't it based on a true story amongst crocodile yeah
1: they're probably all based (laughs) on the one true story although i do have one film in my list of three which i don't think is based on a true story um but yeah essentially the, the pictures of massive crocodiles that you see on the wall in the bar are all actual pictures um and there are rumours that there was an actual massive crocodile in the lake during filming because there were scenes where Sam Worthington has to fall out of his boat. Um, and I think for quite a while he refused to go in the water because of the, there was actually a crocodile in the water.
0: Um, I just thought they'd have done it like somewhere else. Like, like in, in a, a swimming in pool. In a tank, yeah, not in an actual crocodile-infested lake.
1: From what I've read online, it turns out that the crocodile had been captured and had actually been relocated two weeks earlier, but they hadn't informed them of that. So as far as Sam Worthington was concerned, there was a crocodile and he wasn't getting in the water. Um, Fair point. Yeah, I enjoyed Rogue. It's it's easily, i say it's readily available. I didn't buy it. I think I watched it on Amazon Prime. I don't think it's on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. I t- in that case, I, I tried it. to
0: watch it, but it was not on there. In that
1: case, I watched it on Amazon Prime, um, but I imagine it's a 50p job.
0: Oh, I think it is. Yeah, it just wasn't in my local keks either. Because I wanted, to, I saw <clears> this. I think when it came out back in the day, and I have very fond memories because it's a proper fucking big crocodile on it. It's not like yeah. a realistic crocodile.
1: And I, th- I didn't think I'd seen it before, but. As soon as I saw her on the boat, I think I probably had, had seen it before.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. But yeah, no, I remember really enjoying it. But yeah, I just didn't get... Was not able to re-watch it for this, so that's why it's not on my list. Well, wow. Which is handy, because it's on your list.
1: Mm. What's your buy?
0: So my buy, <coughs> strangely enough, slightly similar plotline. So mine is the film Black Water, which came out in 2007. And this is set in Australia. Oh,
1: two two films set in Australia. Uh,
0: so, this is also based on a true story. Uh, and this is set more in the swampy sort of side. So, in this, you've got it starts off with two sisters and a partner of one of the sisters. So, you've got Adam, you've got Grace and Lee. Grace and Adam are the couple, and Lee's like the sort of, I'm assuming, younger sister by the way they talk to her. Mm. And they're like doing some sort of tour back from, I'm assuming, the the sisters' mothers for Christmas. And they're in a bar, they have a few drinks. The little sister finds out the big sister's pregnant. And then the husband, the boyfriend is like, oh, I found this cool fishing thing we can go and do. It sounds kind of cool. So then we get to them going on this fishing thing. The guy who's meant to do it, Bill, is out on a run somewhere. So this other guy is like, it's all right, I can take you on my boat instead. So they get out pretty soon, shock horror. Their boat gets overturned by a crocodile. Uh, and immediately their guide is seen being ripped to shreds by said crocodile. They climb up into the trees. <coughs> Sorry, um, Grace and Adam climb up into the trees. Lee ends up on top of the boat, paralysed with fear. And from then on, it's just... Essentially, two, they're in the trees and they're just trying to work out what they're doing obviously they're now off the beaten track they're not going to be passed by another boat anytime soon they don't have any sort of weaponry the gun was with the guy who's dead and been dragged off um they all end up in the trees and essentially the crocodile is stalking them i don't know if that's particularly crocodile behaviors to stalk prey as far as i'm aware they're sort of more opportunistic um the one thing i really liked about this film and i don't know if you I know you said you watched it whenever you went up on it. Mm. It's entirely real crocodiles in this film, which is something I really like. There's no CG crocodiles. Every other film is littered with crap CG, whereas this is... I didn't know you could train crocodiles, but there's bits in this where they are very close to crocodiles, and I imagine if that was a real crocodile, you would be shitting your pants. Mm. there's bits in this... The one bit, again, it might be something that would happen, but they're in the tree, and they're thinking, I think it's gone, I think it's gone, we can try and get the boat. And at that point... The crocodile comes out of the water basically stares them in the eyes as if to say i ain't fucking gone anywhere and then disappears back under the water i'm not sure a crocodile would actually go for that sort of a psych out technique <laughs> um but essentially it's just very it's weird it's kind of claustrophobic despite the fact it's in a swamp and it's open but you feel that they're literally just trapped on this one little tree they've got nowhere to go and this crocodile is just because what I like, you don't see nothing, at one point you literally, it's almost like the jaws thing without the actual fin, you just see like the water moving and it's clear there's something under the water. It attacks like a proper crocodile should, it grabs, it twists, it spins, which you don't see in a lot of actual films because that is what they do, they don't just snap people's heads off and chew them whole. Um But I just found it really tense, really unnerving, obviously say you've got the added thing of She's pregnant. She hasn't told him yet. Only the, the sister worked it out because she refused a drink at the bar, which clearly because they're Australian, she's refusing a drink. It must be because she's pregnant, for no other reason. But um, say so it's very, very tense, very, very edge of your seat stuff. It's not. I didn't find myself looking at my phone very much because you were just drawn right into the film. This again, I watched. I watched. I forget. I found this new streaming service that like you pay per film and it's quite cheap. I can't remember the name. I have to look it up um but yeah i really really enjoyed it it's just say the fact it was realistic they were real crocodiles it wasn't a crocodile jumping out of the water like taking someone out of the tree it was all very this is what would actually happen um obviously there's at least one survivor because it's based on a true story and it would be hard to have based on a true story if everybody died but no i would really recommend this as a as a precious, I imagine it would be very cheap. say so it's two thousand seven, it's very low budget. It's an Australian made film, um, but yeah, very very much worth your time.
1: I um, I watched this film and Rogue uh, pretty much back to back, um, and had you know I probably liked them equally because I know yeah. we talked about and I nearly picked uh, Black water as my buy but my my thinking was that if it was your buy i could just watch your copy yeah. and i could have rogue uh, but yeah they were the two two films released so two australian films released in 2007 about crocodiles based um, on a true story and i did read on the blurb for rogue that they were so rogue was certainly considered as Osploitation. Yeah. Um,
0: it's much gorier, if I recall. That is, like, <coughs> people being ripped limb from limb and yeah. stuff like that.
1: What I really liked about Blackwater is all the other films that I saw, um, there were groups of people, as in quite big groups of people, yeah. where this is very quickly, like, whittled down. You only start with, with four people, yeah. and the tour guide or the, the the guide that takes them out is very quickly dispatched, and you've got a few people that are just trying to survive and in a very sort of like opposite um way to crawl where they're trapped down low and they're underwater that to get away they've got climb trees and it's just it just seems I, I, i can't like fathom it all the other all the other films that that we watched they're trapped somewhere but they're on land or they're in a boat But to be trapped up a tree, the only place they can go is up to get away from this thing. I just really, it just made it more believable. I thought. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's another crocodile film. Um, So moving on to our watches, then. So this this next film that I that I chose is a film that I probably should have seen before. Lots of people were surprised I hadn't seen it, and I really believed that. Terry's making a face at me. What, well, because I hadn't seen it? Because I'm
0: assuming I know what this film is yet. I'm very surprised, you haven't um, seen it.
1: I'd never seen it before. I really believed that this would be my watch film, and it's Lake Placid. So, Lake Placid came out in 1999. The best bit about Lake Placid, in my opinion, is it's 82 minutes long.
0: Um, yeah, I knew you'd enjoy that part.
1: Now, possibly because I've come to it 20 years after it came out, and it just seems like very dated and a a little bit naff. Um, Maybe that's why I wasn't taken with Mm. it as much as I was with Rogue and Blackwater. So again, the bad guy in this film is a crocodile. Um, There's a giant crocodile that's basically terrorising people in Maine. Um, Apparently none of the film was filmed in Maine, but that's just an aside. Um, And a group of people um, basically um, attempt to... To stop this giant crocodile, you've got. Is it Bridget Fonda? Yeah. Yeah, Bridget Fonda plays a paleontologist um and she's shown a piece of tooth yeah. and asked to go and look at this, identify it, and then go and look at this giant crocodile. You've got Bill Pullman. I can who...
0: call everybody's name, forgettable 90s actor Bill Pullman.
1: <laughs> Bill Pullman. Have you seen The Sinner though? Yeah.
0: Is yeah, season good. two? No, not yet.
1: Um, but yeah he's from Fish and Game that's where they like, yeah so he's from Fish and Game you've got Oliver Platt Platt or Pratt Platt it's Platt isn't it yeah Oliver Platt who plays a character called Hector and I've written down in my notes with a question mark crocodile enthusiast because yeah. i was thinking he doesn't. He's not. He's not there in an official capacity. No, he.
0: I think he's meant to be some sort of rogue billionaire who just. Yeah, it's like what a rich wants.
1: guy because he turns up in his own helicopter. Doesn't yeah, he? it has
0: got like crocodile print on but Yeah, he. It's, <laughs> it's said in the film that like, he sees crocodiles as like deities because like they're from the pre They've outlasted dinosaurs, yeah. etc. And he likes to try and swim with them.
1: Um, and then you've got Brendan Gleeson in there as well as, as the lovable the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah, mean, he's brilliant in this. Mad Eye music Yeah, I really enjoyed him in this. Um, so essentially, you have got this like odd group of people that are yeah. put together. Um, Bridget Fonda's character knows who Oliver Platt is. They they know yeah. of each other because their paths have crossed before. But essentially, the four of them have to learn to work together. All the guys in the group seem to poo poo Bridget Fonda's character a bit and doesn't think, well, don't understand why she's there because yeah. she's a woman. She doesn't have a gun, you know. Oh wow, she's looked at a tooth. Um, but they, essentially, they've got to work together to try and catch this giant crocodile. Then you've got uh, Betty White, who's the only resident yeah. actually living on the lake. Um, and she, she delivers quite a funny funny turn, I think. They want to know where yeah. her husband it's is. It's lovely language. Oh, well, I killed him. Um, you know, she's very sarcastic. She's very savvy. She knows exactly what's going on. She's fully aware that there's a crocodile in yeah. the lake. And she's just like, yeah, whatever. So whereas the rest of the characters are terrified and are desperate to try and catch it, she's, she's just like, no, I know he's here. It's fine by me. Um, what what I found disappointing about this film was um, potentially a spoiler alert here. You might want to skip forward thirty seconds if you've never seen Lake Plastic like myself. But essentially, the crocodile's caught by accident in the end, isn't it? Gets caught in the helicopter.
0: I mean, they don't capture him in the way they were intending. No, but,
1: but it just seems all a bit like disappointing, and I just found it I just found it a bit naff. And I I really feel that if Brendan Gleason wasn't in it. Um, that I, d- I didn't really find the other three that charming Oh, no, it's engaging. all about him.
0: Um, so Bill Pullman is basically playing the same character he played in every film. Like He could be the guy from While You Were Sleeping in this. Just yeah. Just sort the of, <laughs> sort of love interest type.
1: Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's very obvious something's going to happen between Bill Pullman and Bridget Fonda when they meet. And it's just all so just, like, cringy and predictable. And... Um, I, I thought like, the Oliver Platt character was reasonably amusing. Um, I do
0: like Oliver Platt and Brendan Gleeson sort of band of between. One of my favourite ever things in a film, <clears throat> someone's been eaten and they're finding bits of an place. Oliver Platt finds a single big toe, holds it up to Brendan Gleeson and says, is this the guy you're looking yeah. for? And he says, I remember him being taller. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was a good line. I thought Betty White was really good at it. Mm. I really enjoyed her Played character. Playing very much
0: against type as well. Yeah.
1: Um... Yeah, I mean it's just it was just okay. It, this is the film that I thought if you if you go online and Google films about crocodiles and alligators, Lake Placid is the always at the top. Yeah. They're like this is the alligator slash crocodile film you need to see.
0: Uh, so I, I remember seeing it at the cinema when it came out. I really enjoyed it. Reading up on it after watching it again though, there's only there is less than four minutes screen time for crocodiles mm. in the film, which even though it's only got like an 86 minute runtime, that's still quite light. But I, it wasn't quite as good as I remembered watching Ooh. it because I hadn't watched it for a long, long time. But I still think it's very good. It's the, it's the one out of all the ones I watched. It's like actually like a, a proper black black comedy. All the other ones, some of the ones I watched, you are laughing at it, but for all the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah. So, but this film, I'm so desperate to watch it. It's not. It's not available on you know like Netflix or Amazon or anything. Not for free anyway. Um, and I probably I I went to so many CEXs. I even went in some HMVs um, and I went to some charity shops trying to find a copy of Lake Placid. And in the end, I got hold of a copy on Sunday.
0: Was is say VHS?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Laser disc. Um, yeah, I managed to get hold of a copy. It is available for fifty pence. Yeah, no, I, your, I got mine from Kex. At your local ke- Kex, or say at your local Kex. It took me. I went to blooming loads of them. Um,
0: yeah, the first one I found when I was looking was this one. All
1: right. Me, 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 me. Smug. Um, so yeah, Lake Placid. All right, but I wouldn't buy it. I did buy it, but I'm gonna get rid. Which doesn't make it a. Bin. But you're not binning it, are you? No, gonna... I'm not binning it.
0: Well, I guess you're not gonna kex it because you get like a penny, but.
1: I'll be donating it to a charity shop. Oh, with you now. Yeah. What's your um? Uh, so watch
0: my watch. Um, It's also a crocodile film. Uh, It's also based on a true story, (laughs) but it is it it is not set in Australia. Now this one's actually sort of proper, sort of based on a true story in the sense of this alligator is wider than you expected. Everyone alligator or crocodile? Sorry, crocodile. I'm getting I'm getting confused. I can't remember the snout. (laughs) Um, But like it's documented that this crocodile existed. It's set in Burundi in Africa. Uh, and the crocodile is called Gustave, um, oh. <laughs> But essentially the film starts off, you've got Dominic Purcell from Prison Break fame, is a reporter who's just put out a story and his source has been proved to be false or the information isn't exactly true. So he's slightly up shit creek. This young girl who wants to prove herself as a journalist is like, oh, there's this Gustave in... Um, Africa, I want to do a story on it. I found a crocodile expert who says we can capture him, and if we can capture him, it'll be the biggest story ever. And basically, Dominic Purcell's boss makes him go, sort of like, you fucked up, fuck off to Africa for a bit. Hopefully, it'll all blow over by the time you get back. He takes his um, cameraman partner, who is like token black man, like in the hockey gear and all that, sort of the big shirts. Um, they fly over to Burundi on in search of Gustav, and I say he's like a celebrity Um, There's talk that he's like 60 years old and that he's like 18 feet long.
1: Do you know what? Can I just say something? What I didn't find in my trivia is how long do they live for? Uh,
0: They can live for like up to 100 years apparently. Wow. Um, It depends on what they do and where they're living because it's all based on expenditure and apparently they'll grow based on their surroundings and their diet as well because apparently Gustave is very big for a crocodile but... The talk is that that's because of what he eats. Because he got bigger, he couldn't capture antelope. Do and you them. think
1: he eats other crocodiles?
0: Apparently he has been seen to eat other crocodiles. Savage. But But um, he eats... The reason he attacks humans a lot more is because they're slower. And he can capture them, whereas antelope, etc., they can get away from him. But yeah. Because he's now got so big and so and cumbersome. And got horn
1: things as well.
0: Yeah. But because he's now so big and so cumbersome, he tends to go for humans. But apparently lots of times, and like this attempted capture, this was something that legitimately happened, but... The true story is they tried to capture him, they didn't. This obviously elaborates on this slightly more. So, this has a bit of a political thing because, like, the Dominic Purcell's um, reporter is like, oh, we can't go to Burundi, it's a war zone. And there's lots of sort of stuff like there's little Gustave, who's like this gangster who runs Burundi, and they've sort of got to get his permission, and there's all lots of sort of like, you see lots of kids that have obviously been indoctrinated as soldiers that are out and about, and they can't go here because of this, they've got to go this way because of that. So, in a way, it made it interesting. In a way, it was like, I just want to see a big crocodile eat people, which is it, sort of what you want from these films. You don't want a political satire at the same time. Um, but this is very sort of sporadic attacks of, of Gustav. When he comes, he is fucking big, and he does do, like, I mean, there's one bit where there's like I think a foot chase across land where he's absolutely necking after these people, which I know over a short distance a crocodile can move, but he must run for about 400 meters (laughs) across land in the middle of like sort of dry without
1: even slowing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's the old thing of they're stood in like water up to their knees. Gustave is about six foot tall and he just appears out of the water from nowhere. I love all that shit. But um, no, it was. So it was a decent watch say the political stuff did get because the woman someone tries to basically all of their guides basically do a u-turn on them try and rape the woman try and steal all their money and that bit gets a bit sort of like Ugh, that's not really what I signed up for um, but yeah the crocodile stuff's quite good there's say the political stuff there's a bit with little Gustave at the end but it was just it's a very brutal crocodile he's like snapping people's arms off he's whipping their legs off uh, they do the old jaws thing where they Hit it with a tracker so they can tell when it's coming, um, which gets twisted up a little bit towards the end. But no, it was again like I think eighty eight minutes. They don't seem to last out Lovely. too long, these crocodile films, but so it's not one that I think you'd ever want to own to watch again, but if you like a crocodile film, it, it is perfectly enjoyable.
1: I don't know if I missed it. What was it called? Gustav. Oh it's actually called uh, Gustav. No, the film
0: is called Primeval, sorry. Oh. I, say that. I don't yeah, I don't the remember film, you... Primeval. I don't
1: remember you saying that.
0: Uh, I might not have said it, you know right. I like to forget but, things.
1: <laughs> I was thinking, I looked on lots of crocodiles and I don't remember a film called Gustav. But uh, I like the fact that they've called him that.
0: Yeah, Well that's what he's literally called, that's what the locals have named him for some did you,
1: reason. Did you buy that or... No, I watched it on, it on a, a
0: streaming service.
1: Okay. Um, it's
0: called Primeval, in some territories it's called Primeval Kill.
1: Okay. Um, before we move on to our bin um, segment of the show, where we talk about the rubbish films we've just watched... I just want to... Um, I've just remembered something which happened, which we didn't mention at the, t- at the start. Terry is quite the hero this evening. Oh, um,
0: <laughs> I don't need to applaud it. Just,
1: we, we got ready to record, and we actually started recording a little bit late because one of the cats, and if you listened to our Tarantino episode, um, which came out just before this one, you would have heard the cats fighting in the background. There's lots of jingling and such. Uh, one of the cats brought in a baby bird, for as a as a reward for the three of them probably because he hasn't seen Terry in a while he presented yeah. presented us with a baby bird so um before recording terry had to get flat on his belly to um, in rescue in his white t-shirt and his white t-shirt to shimmy <laughs> a, across our filthy floor.
0: was <laughs> well, a so clean res- patch now where I was swimming. <laughs> where well, you
1: buffed it to rescue the baby bird and he set the bird free in the garden. So. We were
0: worried it might have been injured but I got it into the garden eventually after it gave me the run around the front room. <laughs> <coughs> and when I opened my hand, I po- I was lifting its wings to check they weren't like broken or anything. Snapped them both in half. <laughs> I was, he didn't. That's no, I was joke. checking the wings and when I did that I think the bird realised it could use its wings and it, it flew off it the It believed
1: it could fly. Yeah. Um, so... Well done, Terry. The thing you
0: did miss out there was the fact that we were alerted to the bird by Lucy going through a high-pitched, frenzied <laughs> <and> scream <laughs> and us not knowing what the hell had gone on.
1: Covered in poo. Herroo. Her <laughs> <laughs> we're back!
0: <laughs> How she got it in her hair, I'll never know.
1: <laughs> oh, lol. Uh, so, let's go on to Bin. <laughs> what... uh what films did we watch that deserve only one place and that is in the rubbish bin? The one that I watched from 2010, a juicy 87 minutes long, approximately 85 minutes too long in my <laughs> opinion, um, was the Abomination Dino Croc versus Super Gator. Is that
0: one we've watched together before? Because there was a phase, wasn't there, where every week there was a random mutation yeah. of an animal versus random mutation so of So an
1: after... Um, the magnificence of Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, yeah. uh, which will always remain a dear favourite of ours. Lots of these kinds of films came out, and I was a sucker for them, mm. um, and they were very cheap to buy. And I did buy a lot. I don't buy as many films now. But um, on a on a slightly hilarious note, upon choosing the subject crocodiles and alligators, I immediately forgot the subject we chose and sat and watched the film Dino Shark. <laughs> and only realised when the film had finished that I'd been watching The Wrong Animal. Um, it was the word dino that confused me. Um, and so then I went to um, the film that comes before it in my filing system, Dino Croc versus Super Gator. So the first film that we've talked about this evening that actually features an alligator of sorts.
0: <laughs> a gator of the super Alongside
1: variety. a dino croc. Um, essentially, what you've got here is like a biotech corporation run by a very shady character, and they've created these super beasts in their laboratories. And lo and behold, they're they feeding
0: them like like uh, steroided up chickens or something.
1: I can't quite remember. See, it. I'm not gonna lie; it didn't hold my attention very well. Not after I'd watched Dino Shark, um, and I must confess, I didn't make it to the end. I couldn't tell you what the conclusion was. I did have to stop watching. One thing I will give it, I thought the kills were better in Dino versus Super Gacy compared to Dino Shark. Um, that... I can I can say. <laughs> I thought
0: you were going to say compared to Lake Placid or compared compared, Rogue, to, then. compared
1: to real life. Um, I, you know, I can say hand on heart that if we do ever get round to doing a shark episode, I'm not fucking watching Dino Shark again. That's gone straight in the bin. Um, not literally. Um, it's so. I did think the the effects are terrible. Okay, they really they're are They're deliberately terrible. Yeah, aren't they're, it, they're terrible. Degree. But at the same time, they still manage to be better than Dino Shark. And it's the films are made by the same people. Um, it's just silly. You've got the the acting's terrible. It's got David Carradine in it. Alright. That's that's there's the usually one, there's always there's normally one, big like act. one actor, there's, yeah. It's there's
0: normally an eighties pop star like Tiffany or Debbie Gibson. So
1: in Dino Shark it was yeah, it was some it he wasn't from Saved by the Bell but something like that. Um But you've got like these like all the female doctors wearing like incredibly short skirts and very low cut tops and yeah. you know um messy hair and sexy glasses, you know. Um <laughs> And it, it's just bloody ridiculous. And it's, you've essentially got, so you've got the, the warden from Fish and Game, who's played by a lady this time, um, who's not as sexy as the, the lab ladies, um, a swamp hunter, and some like undercover government guy who try and work out how to stop the dino, Croc and super gator. I must confess, I don't know if they were stopped and if they were, how they stopped them, because I had to stop watching.
0: You stopped watching it? Yeah,
1: I didn't, I didn't watch it to the end. I didn't reach the conclusion of Dino Croc vs Super Gator. so that is my recommendation for a crocodile slash alligator film not to watch um, unless you've got 87 minutes but you've really got nothing else to do in. But I, th- I always think there's something, something better that you could be doing with your 87 minutes
0: headbutting a wall.
1: Pop down to your local charity shop and you'll be able to pick up a copy, probably mine, <laughs> of Dino vs Supergazer, next to a copy of Dino Shark.
0: Terry, <laughs> um, so have
1: you had the pleasure of seeing I know you think we've seen it together.
0: I, I feel like I've watched most we, of those films.
1: We have seen a lot of
0: them. Yeah, I, I couldn't distinguish it. it. It vaguely rings a bell. The only one I probably remember, as you say, is Mega Shark vs Giant What about Zombeavers? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a bit that's different, different though, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. That's, that's a classy number. That's a classy yeah. establishment. Um, but, yeah, of that sort of ilk, I'm sure I've seen most of them. But, mm. it, yeah, I can't remember what anything.
1: What was the other oh, thing, the Sharknado? Yeah. Ignore me, moving on.
0: That was, that was its own franchise. Um, so, sort of... So I bought a double pack, because when we first talked about this, so mine also stars an alligator. We saved the Ooh. alligators for last. Uh, can can
1: we assume then that alligators are the are the the worst are the worst (laughs) if crocodiles and alligators were to have a fight uh would crocodiles win i mean i think if it was in movie sense yes
0: yeah if it was the alligators and the crocodiles we have got in our films then yes because you've got a super gator (laughs) and a super gator and a whatever it's dino croc um
1: i've literally just been talking (laughs) about it
0: you didn't make it to the end, I glazed over while you were talking.
1: At least I remember to mention the name of the film.
0: <laughs> and I wish you hadn't. Uh, so, yeah, so I, my first remembrance was a film called Alligator, which is obviously quite handy when you're talking about alligators, from I think it's like 1980. Uh, so, I managed to get a double pack of that, and, and as I did not realise they existed, Alligator 2 The Mutation. Ooh. So we won't talk about the first one because that was quite good and I quite enjoyed it, but it didn't make the other list. We're going straight to Alligator Two: <laughs> The Mutation. Um, I always feel like when you've got like a little extra to it, that usually is a bad sign. Uh, so this was also 11 years after Alligator, so they obviously didn't have a burning story they needed to tell based <laughs> on the outcome of the original film. Uh, reading up on it, they also used a lot reused a lot of the Alligator shots. Nice. So it's a mixture of an incredibly rubber looking alligator, a real alligator in a model. So you can clearly tell that like that's not a real car, that's not a real house as it walks down the street. <laughs> and they're just using the camera to be the alligator so that they don't have to worry oh, about okay. showing the alligator. Uh, so this is, so the first alligator, just to touch briefly, that is like the archetype one. That is someone flushed an alligator down the toilet, it lands in the sewers, it grows really big and it starts killing people. This Did that really happen? I think it was one of the things where lots of people had alligators. They got rid of them, but in the what, what sorry was, what it was like a fad like in like in England where people were buying lions as pets. People were buying alligators, and they in, not lots of people. Well, I'm not talking well, about I just, thousands. I but, dribbled a bit then. <laughs> but I
1: it, thought one person bought a lion in London, England. Yeah,
0: obviously, that's fam- <laughs> famously London, a lion. The lion called Christian, which yeah. is also available on the Divider. Um <laughs> But yeah, there was just a thing like in the 70s and 80s where people bought exotic pets and then realised what the fuck they were. How do big were they when they bought them? So b- baby alligators are only like about a foot long. Oh. Um, and in the other one, yeah, the dad's just like, fuck this, we're not having an alligator and flushed it down the toilet. You think they just said to it's the kid, you can't have a fucking them. alligator. Hmm. But it ends up growing big because it's near a testing lab. It oh. No, it's eating dogs that have been tested on that have got pheromones and hormones, so we end up growing really big. In this one, again, it's. Some company which I don't think is ever quite justified as to who or what they do, but they're dumping their waste into the sewers. Crocodile like we
1: do, yeah, literally is
0: ingesting it, getting really big, Um, and yeah. So people start dying. People are just like, oh yeah, of course there's an alligator in the sewers. Of course there is, and then they properly see the alligator in the sewers. The alligator ends up above ground. Uh, They call in like the local hicks to come and kill the crocodile. They all get wiped out. A uh, little bit of trivia: One of the Hicks is Kane Hodder, who is most famous for playing uh, Jason Voorhees mm. in a few of the films, including Jason X, which is probably the best one.
1: What was that other film he was in that I quite liked? He played a. Big he did feather. a Ted Bundy film. No. Um, this is good podcasting, it isn't is. it? Dan's going to be fuming. <sighs> you, remember, you remember when um, all the all the wrestlers were bringing out films, and he was in one.
0: No, you're thinking of the wrong Kane.
1: You're ah. thinking of Cino
0: Evil with Kane the fuck yeah. off. In a, this is Kane Hodder. Yeah. He's a stuntman. Now, now,
1: as soon as you've said it, I'll, I feel quite the fool.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Cedar Evil is quite... a. I Next predict- week,
1: Terry, we'll be having a new host. One that I, knows about films.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm particularly... Going off topic while we're talking about Cedar Evil, where there's a girl who he captures because her phone rings so he... Finds where she is, and he force feeds it down her throat, and you can see it ringing through her neck. We've talked about this on yeah. the
1: pod before. I'm quite a wrestler films. I'm quite keen on the Marine starring John Cena. There's about <laughs> six Marines now, isn't there? Yeah, there's only one with him in it. Anyway, uh,
0: yeah. So Kane Hodder, we? the Stud Man, and Jason Voorhees, not the wrestler, uh, is one of the Hicks that gets <sighs> eaten by said giant alligator. Um, I must also confess, I also didn't finish this film but that's because I fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> was... why did you fall asleep? Because it was shit. Yeah. Uh, I was awoken when it re-entered the like, start menu. When it goes to like, the an... start menu yeah, and da da da. But I, I lasted the credits. Normally I wake up during the credits. But um, yeah, so I don't know what happened. I'm assuming they blew it to fuck. <laughs> We're
1: terrible. That's what we?
0: happened in the first one. They blew it up uh, <laughs> using dynamite. I can't believe we've both
1: got... <laughs> we've got to talk about six films and two of them we haven't finished.
0: We're terrible. I mean, I did watch Alpha crocodile films and I did... Um, Lake Placid took me two attempts because I fell asleep during that but I woke up during the credits but that was just because it was very late I was trying to knock them all in it took me a while to actually start buying them so then I was trying to knock them all in saving up your 50 pence (laughs) (laughs) I am married I have to get every penny I can signed off Um, but yeah no I wouldn't recommend it's not even one of those films it's so shit it's good it's just shit um, yeah same as mine unfortunately I won't be throwing it away though because it's part of a double pack with Alligator which is actually quite good and I would recommend Alligator I'll like, give that a watch then if so that's yeah, some, I'll, I... I'll bring it around next time I come but yeah that's say the archetypal Alligator film that's it's just nice because it's all real apart from the really shit big rubber tail that you see whacking about mm. the place but enjoy it's a bit like Children of the Corn where you can just see it and it's just it's just nice knowing that it's not some shit bit of CG yeah
1: um so, that that wraps up our uh, crocodile and alligator films.
0: Mainly crocodiles, apart from the two shit ones. Mainly Crocodile
1: films. Apart from Crawl, which is alligators, and by the time this episode reaches you, you should be able to. Would get... you
0: put Crawl above? I the would
1: I don't think I need to I won't be buying it when it comes out. Yeah. But I'm glad I've seen it at the cinema.
0: I think it might be one that I'd pick up on the cheap. I don't th- I wouldn't hmm. be desperate. I won't be like pre ordering it or anything like that, no. but I'll probably pick it up if it's a couple of quid in cash. To be
1: honest, I don't really since since we've had a break, Terry and I have been on a break. Not like uh, Ross and Rachel and friends were on a break. Um, but I haven't really, I don't I haven't bought anything. I don't um, buy anywhere
0: near as much now. I just
1: don't buy as much stuff now. I think as, you know this is going massive as you as you get older and you know and your housing circumstances and things change or whatever, or you're just, you know, you have a child, yeah. um, you know that drains all your resources. Um, you just don't.
0: No, you, you reprioritise prioritize the funds. You do,
1: yeah, the funds, but also how much space this stuff takes up. And there is other ways to watch things. And I mm. prefer watching things at the cinema. If I like a film, I'd rather go and watch it a couple of times at the cinema rather than buy it on Blu-ray and watch it at home, mm. personally. Um. But anyway, that's that's just me. Um. But yeah, I th- I do think *Crawl* is is worth a little bit of your time.
0: Yeah, no, definitely worth a cinema with. Catch it at
1: your local multiplex. <laughs> um so Terry and I won't be covering um, all the films that we've been to see, as Terry said at the start of the episode. Um but it wouldn't be a theatrical cut episode if Terry and I didn't at least mention the new um, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw film. We're well, a bit
0: disappointed they've called it Fast and the Furious Hobbs and Shaw. I yeah. thought it was just gonna be Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Um, so that's Terry starting on a negative for our uh, little discussion <laughs> I mean about that's the, the sh- one negative um, Terry and I went to see it separately I went to see it um, the minute it was released with my, my mum who's a Fast and Furious super fan um, and we thoroughly enjoyed it Like there, there was not one duff moment in that film the last third of the film I thought was especially good And I've said to Terry before the episode started, at the end of the film, the screen that I was in erupted into applause at the end um, because everyone just thoroughly enjoyed it so, so much. Terry, did you enjoy it?
0: Yeah, so I saw it with Dan from the Mother Pod, uh, a rare outing with Dan. His hair's ever so long these days, he (laughs) needs to get that cut. Um, But yeah, no.
1: (laughs) There you go, Dan.
0: (laughs) You've been told. Um, But no, me and Dan both loved it. We were it's one of those films where we were like whispering to each other with it giddy excitement this is going to happen now that's going to happen I mean any film starring The Rock and The State is going to be good when you topple into that Idris Mm. I think especially I mean literally he introduces himself you would have seen the trailer because the trailer has been on about a billion times Mm. he introduces himself as the bad guy Mm. Uh, and Brixton what a name as well I know Um, and then Vanessa Redgrave no it's not Vanessa Redgrave Vanessa Kirby who is who we find out is the stafe sister, fast becoming a bit of an actress. superstar. So I really like her in it, and obviously we get Helen Mirren back as as their mum. But now I thought, I mean, there's, I don't know if you'd call it a cameo, but quite a famous person rocks up in a part that I was not expecting. I'm not going to ruin who that is because it was me and Dan genuinely looked at each other like, oh my god, I can't believe that person's in this film, and it's just. It knows it's fucking stupid but it just wholeheartedly grabs on. People, me and Dad spoke about it, obviously I didn't like the film Skyscraper Star of the Rock because it was ridiculous. The problem was Skyscraper tried to take itself seriously whereas this film, you've got a man stopping a helicopter taking off with his bare hands.
1: But
0: it's The Rock though. It, it is The Rock, yes. Trying to do his own Captain America impression. You've got people jumping out of buildings, flying down. You've got like cars driving up ramps that are literally like an inch thick you've just got so much ridiculousness but it is just but it's just the banter between the, the
1: rock and the stave the banter between stafe. the rock and the stave is so good isn't it
0: they just rip the shit there's one bit where it was clearly they just went right you two just do what you want because it's writing on the rock's face saying something horrible about the stave then it's right on the stave's face saying something horrible about the rock and it's just back and forth back and forth and it is just you can tell they both had a fucking lovely time a lovely that time, time
1: doing that um i my my concern before i went into it was that there wouldn't be as much car action vehicular mayhem vehicular mayhem um we can confirm that there is much vehicular oh, mayhem oh it's fucking the, unreal the, like, as i said just now the the final third of the film for me was like a fast and furious fury road mashup. it was an extravaganza um it was just brilliant i didn't know what to do with myself i was so excited and uh brixton's bike
0: oh that's brilliant
1: oh my god brixton's got a bike which twists to it kind twists, of basically it resets get anywhere itself it's like yeah, a transformer bike, yeah the
0: safe does this amazing move in like a supercar where he goes under a truck and obviously a bike couldn't find but the bike just folds on itself he goes under <laughs> and then he gets back on the Re-appears, bike appears, yeah beautiful um
1: really really enjoyed it it's, it's probably been my most enjoyable cinema experience of the year thus far
0: I mean for me it's probably Endgame but mm. other than that I mean obviously John Wick 3 also came out this year that was a fucking extravaganza for the eyes
1: when we get to the end of the year and we're going to be talking about you know favourite films of the year and do you remember how excited we were about Mission Impossible 6 last yeah. year we've got some contenders for action film of the year oh, this yeah. year this is definitely for up there sure. for that for sure um yeah Hobbs and Shaw just go and watch it it's just
0: Mm. I think it's setting the bar quite high for Fast 9 I think Fast 9 is going to struggle to be as entertaining as that because as much as I like Vin Diesel don't get me wrong he does not have the charisma of The Rock and The Staith and certainly not together no and I just I I can see are they
1: not going to be in it then
0: no so have you they had a massive Barney did you not know no so basically during Fast A, there started to be talk of spin-offs and turning it into a universe. And the first one they obviously talked about was we'll give The Rock his own film. Vin Diesel didn't much care for that. Um as an executive producer, he basically got the film rewritten and got the rock's part reduced and oh. got his um lines reduced. Uh, he'd start if he had a scene with The Rock, he wouldn't turn up on time. He'd turn up like four hours late. The Rock there was a massive like Insta slash Twitter dispute where The Rock was calling out Vin Diesel. And it was basically said that, yeah, The Rock definitely won't be in nine, and then Hobbs and Shaw out. But I can foresee neither of them being in another fast film now. I can imagine them. F- f- um, Do you
1: mean The Rock and Safe? The, the Rock and
0: Safe. I can imagine them, like, green lighting two really quickly, because this film definitely sets up, like, its own spin off mm. trilogy. Oh, franchise. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I can imagine them not even being in the rest of them. I can imagine Fast being its own thing, Hobbs and Shaw being... Maybe people will cross into Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't think... Because The Rock did say in interviews, maybe he'll be back in 10. Like, he can't do 9 because he's busy. But, yeah, basically, the Vindies and The Rock hate each other.
1: Fast and Furious 10. Yeah. What a world we live in. Yeah. Um, I
0: think they've said 10 might be the last one for Fast and Furious. No, why? That's that's until it makes it 2 billion at the box office.
1: Um, Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw... So that was a happy all day. All they
0: needed was Charlize to turn up in her part from Fast and Furious, really, didn't it? Well, I don't know. Although she's back in nine, so... I
1: don't know. I, I, I really, really loved it. There was a couple of scenes where you had The Rock, The Staith, and Luther on screen all at the same time, and I said to my mum, cinema's not going to get better than this. Like, yep. a bold statement, cinema's not going to get better than this. I think I said the same thing when I saw Dunkirk. Um, <laughs> but do you remember how excited Seminar I was Similar experiences. Yeah. Um, do you remember when we saw Expendables for the first time yeah. and you had Bruce Willis, Arnie and Stallone on screen at in the same church. time? And I, I was thinking to myself that, that you don't get much more man than this on the screen. Um, but they've gone and done it in Hobson Shaw. Yeah, well, I
0: think it's more... This is, Hobbs and Shaw is what that scene would have looked like had they filmed The Expendables 20 years ago when yeah. they were all in their prime whereas they were a bit saggy by the time they made The Expendables. I remember
1: when we first saw the, the first pictures from Hobbs and Shaw and it had the three of them stood there and I did think to myself this is the most manly picture I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a whole lot of man and testosterone in that film.
1: Yeah, really, really good. If you like your action films and you
0: like them silly then the definitely watch Hobbs realize, and Shaw. Statham's 52. Shut up! No, because it's in the trivia, because he's, like, in the film, him and Vanessa Kirby are meant to be, like, three years apart, because there's flashbacks. There's 21 years difference between the two of them. Oh, my
1: God, he's old enough to be her dad. Yeah. 53? 52,
0: I think. 52? And then the rock's got to be getting on there. Idris has got to be getting on that way as well.
1: Some more sterling podcasting going on here, as Terry gets on the Google phone.
0: was born in 72. How
1: old am I? He's, He's 40. He's not not fifty yet.
0: Not I, fifty yet. As
1: I don't reveal my age.
0: <laughs> and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So was he's born younger than the In seventy two as well.
1: They're both younger than Stafe. Yeah. Stave's done well, but then he used to be a sportsman, didn't he? Yeah. He's looked after his body. Um anyway, we should probably move on now. Yeah. Um does this conclude our first brand spanking new episode pack?
0: I think it does.
1: Um, and we'll get it out. What do we need to do now? As we won't be talking, ab- as we won't be going in depth of all the stuff that we've uh, seen, you can of course keep up with what we've seen on our social media. There is much to get through. So, what's our Instagram?
0: So, our Instagram is Theatrical Cup Pod.
1: Terry's Instagram is.
0: I've got a new one. Oh! So, you can still follow me on Prefex if you want. That's more of my day to day.
1: That's basically what he eats at work.
0: Yeah, that that's basically the last picture. Though was <laughs> Matt, Natalie Portman holding Mournier because I became very unnecessary at that imagery. Oh God. Uh, but I have Terry watches movies, which is every film that I watch at the moment. I don't review it, but I think I might start adding with the podcast change where we're not reviewing everything. I might start adding a bit of a review into that. But that's so if you want to know what I'm watching, Terry watches movies on Instagram. Um,
1: I'm Mallory underscore watches, and we are both on. Letterboxd as well. If yes. you wanted to see uh movie diaries, are you Prefax?
0: I am Prefax on on the Letterboxd. If you haven't heard of Letterboxd, it's a great app where you basically document every film you watch. You give it a score out of five. You can give it a bit of an extra review if you want, but it logs everything and. I don't know if you've had it for a full year yet Sonia but at the end of the year you get like an email and it tells you like who's yeah. your most watched director yeah. who's the most watched actor because mine was uh, Warwick Davis was the most watched actor last I year can't he's in lots of little, I can't he's remember in lots who's mine I can't remember whose mine was there. but
1: it was someone really surprising yeah um, no I loved Letterboxd because it's basically just a, it's a diary isn't yeah. it? to keep track Film of your diary. films I mean it's, it's exactly what we use Terry and I use Letterboxd or we did use it before to basically do our weekly roundup um, I'm Bloody Mallory on Letterboxd um, I love Letterboxd.
0: Yeah, no, it's a great
1: app. I really, really love it.
0: It's free as well.
1: Um, yeah. Ruddy good show. Um, so you can keep up with what we've been watching on those. But so we log all of our films on Letterboxd. We log, Terry logs all of his films on Instagram. I log some of my films on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. And don't forget, you can also find The Mother Pod on the social medias. They're TMTOOH, aren't they? On yeah, everything. on both
0: things. They're on Twitter. They're, they're on, on Twitter. Twitter. We don't
1: do Twitter because we're not down with the kids. <laughs>
0: We'll also be a bit more active on the socials now. We'll start. We, obviously, we started doing reviews towards the end before we did like John Wick, Sonia did the long shot. Um, did I? Yeah, you did.
1: Oh, I forgot.
0: Um, so we'll do a lot I more reviews. I did Dumbo. You did also do Dumbo. Yeah, we'll I We'll do liked a lot that. more reviews of things. So we're still keeping up to date with the latest releases, but we're not necessarily going to talk about them one here unless it's Hobbs and Shaw and we just have to get it off our chests. Yeah, and we're
1: just too excited and we've yeah. got to talk about it. Um, next time. We're going to be talking about a film that we're quite looking forward to. Oh, very much so. Um, Which is, is it just called It 2?
0: No, it's called It Chapter 2.
1: It Chapter 2. And we're going to be doing by-watch Bin on our favourite clown films.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So no doubt we'll be uh, pressing you for your favourite clowns.
0: Yeah, so yeah, get in touch, let us know your favourite films with clowns in your favourite cast. It doesn't necessarily have to be a horror film with a clown in it, maybe there's a normal clown that you just find really fucking creepy that you want to let us know about. But no, very much looking forward to It Chapter 2, obviously a stellar cast in this for the adults. You've got Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader and others. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Skarsgård obviously back as Pennywise. I'm very excited, apparently there's a lot more Pennywise in this one and there's... Apparently a scene that was originally in chapter one where it shows like Pennywise when he first... I don't know how he got to Earth, but when he first arrives on Earth and how he assumes his form mm. as Pennywise the dancing clown. But yeah, very excited. Well, have you seen how long it is?
1: It's about 58 days, isn't it?
0: Two hours and 45 oh minutes. Oh,
1: Christ. I'm going to have to take a towel to sit on.
0: Yeah, a feminine towel. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna take a peeny pad. <laughs> oh, a feminine towel. <laughs> it's so good to be back. Um that's it. I'm yeah. done. Have you got um, anything else to say? No. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you it's for listening. good to be back.
0: Thank you for coming back. We hope um, we hope you're glad we're back. Yeah. <laughs> you're not thinking, oh god, this shit's back in the too much time on our hands stream that I'm gonna to have to not listen to.
1: Yeah, and thank thanks to Dan for sorting this out. Yeah, thanks
0: for letting us come back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Terry?
0: Uh, That's everything, mic drop.